so much for joining us today, dude. Um, owner of Hook Agency, digital marketing agency specific for the home service industries. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I mean, me. you got so many things going on, yeah. a couple podcasts, yeah. running a $4 million marketing yeah. firm. Like, Thank you so much for, oh, for dude, coming out here. I'm so grateful that you're having me on. I, yeah, I like what you're I've doing. been really, really excited for this yeah. one. So um, let, let's dive into it. So just for for those listeners who don't know who you are, could you kind of give everyone a high-level overview? Yeah. Uh, like you said, $4 million marketing agency. It's I always like say numbers up front because it's hard to hear somebody if you don't know that they're doing something, right? And, and it, hey, if you're at 10, you don't have to listen to this one because I don't know if I've got some for you yet. But – We've been helping home service businesses, which I'm really excited about. You have um, a friend, Josh Swisher, which we've been part of that since he was since he was under one million, mm-hmm. and I've been. I hope he would say a big part of how he's gotten to over ten, which he has to me before. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know he'd say it publicly. Uh, no, he he does say it out okay, loud. Like, I've heard him say. It. <laughs> but basically, like to me, he is why we, we exist, and like people like him, like in he is a big piece of really why we exist because he kind of instigated us in, you know, he was so cool. He was so freaking nice to us mm-hmm. and it was inspiring. And we were doing video with him and out on roofs and in attics with him. And I was sitting up there learning about all this stuff. That's crazy yeah. to me that yeah. you're doing that. I love, I love that because then we were showing up being part of it with him and then other roofers kind of wanted that too, like a marketing agency. So, so tell really me cool. why you did that. Yeah. That's like, yeah. my, my marketing agency doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard another one that really does it. So. Yeah. So if basically to me, your ideal customer from the very beginning, I would go out and experience what the thing was at least like, for instance, my first client ever was a kettlebell gym and I went and took the workout because I needed to like know why it was really different. You know what I mean? And since then, I just like shining a light on your best ideal customers and really like talking about why they're awesome and being there with them makes it's very attractive to other ideal customers. So like so you're I, documenting that process yeah. also and then using it for, for our own marketing, marketing as well, right? which yeah. is freaking genius. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And like, like so, the, the Gary V of the Midwest. Almost. Hey, <laughs> Hey, it's you, we all can be a little bit right uh-huh. to our ideal customer because, and we have, you know, now we have a new HVAC podcast yeah. and a, we have a client in this area or over here, Thielen Mechanical. I don't know if you're friends with, okay. um, I think I've, I've heard of them. but basically like we are going to do the same thing as we're entering the new market of HVAC and plumbing a little bit more hardcore is we're going to be doing videos with them fairly often and then kind of sharing that process mm-hmm. because I also, so, so sorry, one more like self pat on the back Let's before keep, we get into the content, just so people can listen, yeah. you know, like, and we'll wrap that up because I don't like doing that. But we pushed into memeing as part mm-hmm. of our marketing strategy. And I, so I'm like kind of a roofing niche no, meme you, work. You kill it, dude. Yeah. Like you, you take my attention and yeah. I don't even, I'm not yeah. a roofer. I'm in pest control and the memes you put out there and just, like it's your volume diversity yeah, of content. Yeah. Like it's very yeah. impressive. It's a stupid amount of, of uh, getting ourselves out there. But we did these memes and we could do funny memes to roofers and, mm-hmm. and home service businesses because in particular roofers, because we really knew the pain mm-hmm. that they had 
And I think that that's a really important, besides zooming in and shining a bright spotlight on your ideal customers, knowing the pains really well. And obviously as a, as a person doing the work, and obviously you've done a lot of real pest control mm-hmm. and like, you know what your ideal mm-hmm. customer's real problems are and like what they, that pain that they mm-hmm. experience. And so that I just dug in on that to understand, like I was on the back end when, so when truly yeah. understanding yeah. who and hanging out with them enough to really understand this is the pain that I'm experiencing. And I think it's easier to do in home services, but as, as a business B2B service provider, sometimes mm-hmm. they don't do that. It's hard to do that. Like develop that superhuman yeah. connection yeah. and deep understanding of whatever they do for work. Yeah. As a marketer, yeah. like unless you niche down like you yeah. have, your job is to go and, and kind of have the similarities of all businesses mm-hmm. out there and just understand how to build a... Uh, a marketing strategy yeah. to get to their customer, right? So, but I like push the idea of niching to agencies too. Like you should. Okay. It's so cool. tell us why. Tell us why marketing yeah. agencies niching should, should niching niche. is sweet and specialization as a home service mm-hmm. business. Like I believe in specialization as much as you possibly can. At the very beginning, I built this up just to give a bit of a backstory. Like dentists, wealth management, all these different types of companies. And I did do that a little bit too. I went to their company, like wealth management mm-hmm. company lacrosse, like go like look at the backside and be like, what's really different about this stuff? Like, what are you guys really doing different than these other guys? And they're like, well, we have a home, you know, we literally take out the customer. Like mm-hmm. we have the clients, like we have a dinner with them every year, like all these different things. I'm like, what? And I'm yeah. like, show me the office. Where does this guy work? Where does mm-hmm. your quant work? You know, like your, your numbers guy. And like, what is he doing? Like, I'm, I want to know. I want to be really curious. Well, I was just going to say that's yeah. a that's an extreme level of curiosity yeah. Yeah. that um, I would think creates a lot of opportunities for yeah. you as a business owner. Sure, it has. I think. I think the curi- I think curiosity has always big been principle. that way, or was there something that triggered? Um, you know, I probably. It's probably you know because I you know we talked a little bit before we started. I used to be in music. And mm-hmm. so I played music. It kind of had a not a failed rock band, but you know, a, <laughs> you know, a band. A, a you're band, not you're not doing it anymore. Yeah, a band down in Texas, and we half the band isn't alive anymore. So in that way, we failed. What was the name of the band? Um, Amused. Amused. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this you know, they all we had some chemical issues. You know, we had we all had some chemical issues. Two of us are alive. Two of us are not. Um, and so. The extreme motivation I had for my own personal preservation Mm -hmm. to upgrade my life in the form of recovery is part of what led to that curiosity, I think, because I... I had it a lot of appreciate you going there yeah. with me, man. That's, oh, absolutely. I'll stuff. give I'll give all the petty you details. You like to go deep? Needed. Yeah. All right. I only know yeah. how to go deep. So. Yeah, I prefer that. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I'm just happy to be alive today. You know, like and, and partly because in my you know, all that was drinking and 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 weed, but also like bordering on like all the psychedelics and stuff like that. And my friends in the band were very they just went hard. Very in, yeah. We don't have to go crazy into that part, but but the the point being is I was trying to stay alive. Well, and that's still yeah. a different level of curiosity, yeah. even in that yeah. area, right? Yeah. You just got to some realization where yeah. maybe you didn't want to continue down that yeah. path. Respectfully, and- like, I do think my my um, artistic side of my brain is definitely 
a massive advantage here over now in the business world, right? Like the ability to, to want to understand the nature of things mm-hmm. and su- to such a level that I can apply that to business things. I do think that if the energy that I was applying over there on the music side mm-hmm. is still alive and well, it is 100% in my creativity and yeah. marketing I mean, and trying to yeah. use that part yeah. of your brain. Um, it's just not music. It's yeah. marketing. And I, you know, like Which I still play still a little music every right? once in a while. I'm not saying that's dead completely, but I, I use a lot of it now in other ways. Uh-huh. Very cool. And, and the niching side, just to kind of like wrap or at least put a little bit of more information on that is like specialization in niching allows you to reuse some components of what you just did right if you if you're let's you say as copy a, and paste yeah, as a pest control company and um if you had worked in 1965 to 1975 homes in north oaks let's mm-hmm. say because that's where i live yeah. and where we need a lot of pest control then you have a lot of inklings about where the problem might mm-hmm. lie much quicker than somebody who had not worked on those homes. Correct. And that's the same principle that I'm applying in home services and marketing is just, I get to reuse those instincts. Now we don't do copy and paste, like mm-hmm. literally none. Our company is 100% custom everything, but our inclinations but and our instincts yeah. are 100% reusable on each client that we get because we do. Do you teach that to your team? Yes, absolutely. How do you you go about doing that? But they're naturally going to do, imagine if you only worked on those 1965 to 1975 year old homes in North Oaks, like everyone would get really good at those same problems that they're digging up. So I, yes, I teach them and yes, we have education and we have like really my long-term goal is to be an education company for our people to be to the point where we've got like, internal badge systems mm-hmm. and like i i want them to be able to put this on the resume that they were that were hooks certified in this 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 and this i wanted to that's my ideal scenario because i believe that <clears throat> if we because that's what i would mm-hmm. want as a as an employee i would want like a, i would want like a certification track mm-hmm. and i'd want to be able to it to be useful now it's crazy to think like Oh, you're going to put that on your resume? Big pictures, though. But we're trying to make it, you know, like I take inspiration from Josh. It's like he talks about, I want to be like the employer of choice. You know what I mean? And like we all kind of want that. We want that, right? We want it to be a naturally, like the people that work at my company, they want to promote working at my company. That's the Mm -hmm. ideal scenario. So that's what we're working towards on that. But I do think they naturally get the specialization. Um by continually working on the same kinds of customers. And we do have internal training systems. Now I'm not personally training them usually. Well, but I mean, they're just around it, right? Mm -hmm. You work with roofers, HVAC. What are the other industries you currently? Yeah. Roofing, HVAC, plumbing are our biggest ones. And we have a lot of miscellaneous home services. So like just, you know, um, fencing and, uh, what is it? Peers, uh, thinking about uh, foundation repair, so like, things like but that. But similar, yeah. yeah. There are they always targeting a residential consumer? Yes. So all about the home. So that's owner. like even. Yeah. So you're niching on uh, a, a industry or a yeah. series of industries that has a niche for their yeah. customer. And it's really kind of around like the same <laughs> problems. Mm-hmm. I do kind of. Somebody put it the other day, like oh shit, industries. 
like I do kind of like oh shit industries. Like I like the I like a leak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, like uh, like some shit just happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I'm saying like it's a good good industries because the pain drives like purchase, right? Pain and um, like urgency. Yes. And like I, I was even talking to um, there's uh, you might know him. Um, I think his name uh, it's endless possibilities. Yep, yep. What is that gentleman's Cool guy. I was talking to him about the pains that he helped solve, and I was trying to help him understand like mm-hmm. what is the real pain though. Like, can we dig it up? Like, it's your your garage floor is ugly. Yeah. Your garage floor. You get is, a puddle over there in the corner. Is, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's it's unusable mm-hmm. like in it's unusable space when it's a dirty garage door and you don't yep. want to put any like storage in there it's also potentially like i was trying to how can yeah, how dangerous can we make that. it okay is it dangerous mm-hmm. i'm just asking you know what i mean i'm trying to understand where's the real pain that's like pushing somebody like they're tripping over like holes yeah. in the cement like the more painful we can under the better we can understand the pain that you actually solve mm-hmm the better you can market that company. Yeah, because then you're talking about things that a customer actually cares about rather than the service you're selling. Yeah, because most people, like I get it, the garage floor is going to be so much more beautiful, and I agree that the before and afters are so big of a deal, and I did, I do, he's doing a great job on yeah. that. It's also like that pain, though. Like I, mm-hmm. the, there's, for some reason, I don't know why it is with our brains, they're so much more persuaded by avoiding pain than they are yeah, right. like even seeking pleasure. And I don't even understand why that is, hmm. but it's just like, to me, that's such like an important, like I'm fascinated by that. Cause I think that it's like a survival instinct yeah. almost like yeah. when there's pain present, that means like there's potential for harm. Right. Yeah. And for survival, I'm just, and we have to be classy about it too, because mm-hmm. like if you just hit them over the head with the pain, like in marketing, they will get sick of your brand. We, we all know a company yeah, like that. Yeah, they'll be like, okay, I'm, I'm over this. Like, it's not that bad. Yeah, and, and I think I was just talking about this um, yesterday. Like, um, my wife was sharing What's a story. Uh, Bia. Yeah. She was sharing a story with me. With a, I was gone down in Texas for a little bit, and she, she had gotten a, a letter from the IRS. And it was like That's a certified exciting. mail. You know, and she was like, why is this certified mail? It was like open immediately, all this stuff. And she, she had to like, she had to go somewhere to get it, but she knew it was certified mail or something like that. And she let me like linger on this mm-hmm. anxiety and our brains produce a certain chemical. Like what, what is this? And then she said, okay. And then it was like this bill for like 250 bucks. Or something. Ah. And we're like, why did they do this? Like the government. Like, why, why did they give a certified, like... They got to verify some yeah, shit. Like, they, they're obviously not thinking about yeah. you. They just want to make sure you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, we we're talking about the, the chemicals that the brain produces. Dopamine? Um, oh, cortisol. God. I love cortisol. And you can't let somebody sit in the cortisol too. I told her this. I probably, you know, probably said it in a rude way, but like... Don't let somebody sit in the cortisol for too long. Otherwise, they will associate that cortisol with your company. So in marketing, you want to hit them with a little bit of that pain, but you need to wrap it up. Like it should turn into heartwarming quick. Yeah. That's more more like it's almost like that thing's there, but it's not really there because you got us. 
But how good would it feel? Imagine, help yeah, them the, imagine. The emotional component yeah. rather than the logical yeah. component because that's what actually sticks with people. Yeah. So if you can, hit them with the pain, but very quickly help them imagine a brighter, better future. So how do you that, do that for your customers at Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we, we talk about the – so we do this thing called Story Brand, essentially. Yep. So we're big fans of Story Brand. We call it the homeowner story. We – Talk about the pain that the customer feels that instigates that conversation mm -hmm. with the, the company. Yep. And we say, you know, we, we personify it as a villain. And so, you know, for roofing, plumbing, and HVAC, really the leak, the evil leak is a good, you know, villain, right? Like, yeah. or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, you got to have the villain, you know, and, but like we said, we don't sit, sit on that forever. That's just, mm -hmm. you know. It exists, but yeah. it's not the focus. Of the, the main character is the homeowner. And that's a big difference for people in their small business marketing. It's like, if you make your company the hero, mm -hmm. you can end up competing in the person's brain who's looking at your website. So go to your website now. Is it more making your customer the, the hero or your company the hero? Mm -hmm. And I would say 90% of home service businesses, and I don't know, like maybe a home small businesses in general make their company the hero. But if we led with pain, like you're mm -hmm. experiencing this right now, but how good would it feel to have that resolved? Like if you led with that, the, the villain, but mm -hmm. quickly switched it in. So in, in story brand, you got the villain, you got the hero, which is the homeowner for mm -hmm. home service businesses. And the, the guy, the, the, um, who's the, the little green guy, Obi-Wan Kenobi's, Yoda. Yoda. You're the Yoda for right. this Obi-Wan Kenobi or the... Um, I always think about it yeah. like Lord of the Rings storyline. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like the Gandalf, well, because that's our brand yeah. too. Like the Gandalf, Gandalf is like, the guide too, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Any one of those things where you see like that guy's just the guide, mm -hmm. right? And the homeowner is this, 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 uh, protagonist that's mm -hmm. that needs guidance there's a person with yeah. power though. yeah yeah and they are they are going to transform their home mm -hmm. into you know for you guys a fortress probably for you know, keeping yeah. the wildlife out right mm -hmm. and for a roofer a, a safe like um envelope for their home that they can they can be confident will not leak yeah and um, there's this ideal future and then there's this negative future mm -hmm. and the negative future. I often think of it as like if they go with a cheap service provider, because mm -hmm. we're usually not the cheapest, to be honest, if you can afford hooks services, <laughs> you're probably not the cheapest home service. Business, right? <laughs> so, but if the, you've got this, this, these low quality providers that barely fix the problem half the time, or they fix it for like a year and then it's just, destroy the neck or whatever it happens to be. They, or they don't, yeah, fix it they don't, they fix don't it even know what the real problem yeah, is. Exactly. Because for some reason, or this terrible customer service, sometimes they can be good at fixing the problem. I'd say that's less likely, but sometimes they're terrible at customer service. Yeah, or they their billing sucks they, yeah. or the guys smoke cigarettes all over yeah. their front porch or whatever the hell sure. it is. Like all those different it things. matters. All of that really yeah. matters. And that's because right now you're yeah. talking customer experience, yeah. right? And, and, and you're like at the beginning of mm -hmm. that. You're you're helping 
people that, I mean, if they're coming to you, they're trying to grow their company, yeah. right? You're not getting people where you're like, I'm trying to check this marketing box. You yeah. have people that are very focused on that growth and I, I freaking love that. Yeah. Um, so like, tell me like what some of the mistakes people make when they're thinking about marketing and maybe making a change to a new marketing company. Like, what? Mm. Good question. That's a good question. There is, I do think specialization is good. I do think if they're niched into something like what you're doing or exactly what you're doing, that can be very good. I think looking at reviews, looking at case studies, mm -hmm. and if they're super new and I get that, like the sub $1 million business, if you have to go with like the college kid or like whatever's going on, mm -hmm. have them out. Hey, they don't have to have this instinct for, hey, I'm going to go look at everything that they're doing to fully understand it to you could invite them to do that. Yep. You could say, hey, come on a ride along like you are going to be a, a rep for us yeah. um, and then look at this actual like what we do. And this is exactly why we're different. Like and that person could be a great resource for you. Like because I was mm -hmm. early in at one point and I didn't know. Yes. But I like specialization. I like case studies and reviews for customers like you. That to me is so, like the best possible thing. I mean, I, so I can speak from my end. I think that's a fantastic point. Mm -hmm. So the marketing company we work with, Northwing Digital, mm -hmm. um, I think you may have worked with Kyle at one point, <laughs> actually. Um, they, I mean, we were the first pest company they mm -hmm. worked with and mm -hmm. then they niched down a little mm -hmm. bit. They, they have a percentage of their customers are just pest yeah. control. Um, and for me, like I had to go through this education process yeah. of helping this person understand the industry Yeah, they might understand the consumer, but they don't understand what the heck totally. somebody's doing. Yeah. Um, and now that he's got that, like that niche is really easy for him to go and mm -hmm. like, get a new customer when he needs one Yeah, pretty much. Cause now it's not, you're not just chucking a grenade out there and hoping it hits something yeah. like you're looking at a targeted audience. Exactly. And everyone in the company now in his company mm -hmm. can speak to those problems because they've yeah. seen them before and can they understand it. Yeah. And there's a, I mean, the confidence behind that, I'm sure your team has that because they oh, yeah. understand oh, yeah. what happens to who they're trying to create messaging for. Right. Exactly. My team was much less confident mm -hmm. when we were a marketing agency for everybody. It was yeah. scary. Each new client we took on required education around that particular type of business. Just so much time there yeah. too. Right? It's time for the business owner who has to explain it to them mm -hmm. or whoever's on marketing on their yeah. team. And it's time for the, the, the agency. So yeah, if you can find where all that time's gone yeah. and you can just focus on this is what makes us different in our market. And then you focus on delivering for mm -hmm. the customer. Yeah. Like then you have more time to put into the things that matter instead of exactly. communicating with the marketing team. So exactly. Cause that gets really boring. Well, I mean, it's yeah. just like when I've like, I'm thinking back to when I first engaged my, yeah. my marketing company, I didn't go with Northwing right away. I went with somebody else. Cause I was just trying to check a box. Like yeah. I needed marketing, yeah. like small businesses trying to grow under, let's say half a million. Yeah. Um, like, Sometimes they're in networking, like mm -hmm. like I was sure. to start, and that created some type of lead flow. Yeah. But there's no consistency. There's no real predictability. Um, so I, when I went to find a marketing company, I didn't even know what to ask, let mm -hmm. alone think. Like, 
We we never actually answered the full. Yeah, last yeah. Question. I'll give a few. More, I'll give a few more things. Okay. Too. Like I do think, like, hey, what specifically are mm-hmm. you going to be doing for me each month is a good yeah. question. What does our accountability system look like? Like, are we going to be chatting once a month? And how much can we change stuff as it goes on? Like, I understand most marketing companies have a plan, but uh, what do they say? Everyone has a plan until they get hit in the mouth or you add an additional service or chop one or whatever's going on. So if in three months, if I need to pivot a little bit, that would be another thing just as like a small business coaching suggestion would just be like, don't pivot too much. Like ideally when you, you have more people, in your team and on an agency level and vendors, mm-hmm. like the more you benefit from going in one direction for a yeah, long instead period. Instead of all the shiny things. Yeah, because a lot of people will like be like, oh, I'm adding this now, I'm adding mm-hmm. that. And I understand we do do that sometimes, but that should be pretty few and far between, um, ideally with a marketing mm-hmm. team, because like they do set up plans for six months and 12 months. And it's ideal if they do that, because then they don't have to like, brainstorm with you every month about every new thing there's so many things with marketing is that so you said niching down um what specifically are they going to do what specific their their reporting rhythm the reviews and case studies and do i own my website would be a big question i think you should own your website because you should be able to take you're building up this big tank that you can you know Mm-hmm. hunt with or whatever right like you want to own it you want to be able to honestly be able to control it mm-hmm. so i think you should be able to sign into your website and swap out a team member or swap out like some copy so you can drive yeah you want to be able to drive now most business owners small business owners don't and i'm okay with that if you have a really good partner but it becomes painful when you don't mm-hmm. and i think you should also be able to own your i want you to own your marketing so this is just an example of owning your marketing own your website, get your logins, be able to change out text and images at least. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to add this whole new section. Mm-hmm. But to be able to change out basic things is really useful. I think it's good. The reason I want you to own it is so that you can take it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of marketing agencies out there and I don't care about them. And I'm not trying to talk badly about them. Mm-hmm. But that own your website and then if you leave, they could take it down or you could significantly hurt yourself just by leaving that company. Yeah, they're not going to help you leave their company Yeah, type of thing. But you should have the ability. Like I think you should own your hosting or at least be able to host your website. But owning your marketing is the big thing. I think personally, I think you should own all the content on your website. You should own your Google Analytics. You should own your Google ads account, even mm-hmm. those, that is a hot take. I'll end with a hot take. I think you should own that stuff because I mean, that's bringing yeah. extreme value to yeah. people. Cause I mean, I'm sure there's some people listening that don't even know what some of those things are yeah. and that's okay. Right. But yeah, marketing is more than just Google. Yeah. Right? There's components to Google. There's social yeah. media. There's all these but you wouldn't things. want somebody to own your Facebook page, right? Like for your small business. It's a great, great so analogy. those are the types of things like you just want you want to own all that mm-hmm. because then you can take it with wherever you go. You don't want to be locked in to something. You're putting forever. effort and energy into this thing that yeah. should be valuable, right? Yeah. Like more than just another lead. Yeah. Like So what, the alternative I'm thinking is like a Angie's List or yeah. a Home Advisor yeah. where, where they're paying for leads that somebody else is generating yeah. with their content. Exactly. And I think that those – 
those are less valuable than some people think because you are competing with three to five people on that lead a lot of times. Like a lot of, I know they may have some exclusive things, but when I looked at it, it as like, we're selling leads, but we're selling it to like five people. And you don't know how or Sucked, what, dude. what people did to get yeah. to become a lead. Mm -hmm. They may have put in like a calculator. They may have said like downloaded like something that was like a checklist yeah. for what happened for my before my control. phone rang or I yeah. got that text message. Because the intent might be very low mm -hmm. to purchase. And we want to push that into, I would say, a step up from Angie Leads and all these lead aggregators, because that's not marketing, guys. That's buying leads. That's different. Totally different. Mm -hmm. And it's your shared shared leads. Next up would be a Facebook ad. I like Facebook ads to a certain degree because at least they hopefully had some intent, mm -hmm. but their original intent of going on Facebook was not to buy, buy your services. Yeah. Unless it was a Facebook group in which, yes, get on all the Facebook groups, the mom, mommy bloggers, everything. Mm -hmm. Because home services businesses can win hard yes. by being referred out by in those groups. But the intent when you go on Facebook is not to purchase. And then I do think Google and anything related to Google, lo local service ads, Google guaranteed, all that stuff. Anything with Google is the highest intent because they're going and searching at that moment. So like, that's like my scale like, of like quality leads. And how does YouTube fall into that? Because that is another search yeah, engine, I right? mean. That was a question you, I had for home yeah. services. Like, how does that? It's kind of like blogging, right? Like, we get our awareness up, and it's okay. good for our brand. And it's really good for, like, if you do, like, how to prepare your house for winter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Stuff that's, like, a little bit more, like, Midwestern or, like. But yeah. YouTube isn't a brand. I think of it as a brand and awareness play. If you're talking about the commercials and, like, mm -hmm. in my area, doing pre-roll ads, I love that. I love anything okay. with remarketing or super like geo-targeted we crush those yeah things. that's that's beautiful Fantastic. yeah uh so the, the and you can also do by by subject matter so if they're watching anything related to so for a home service yeah. industry how does like how would a company be successful on youtube yeah using that for marketing to their actual end user not yeah. just somebody in Texas. Yeah. And I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on that, but I, it does appear that it would be like the zip code targeting thing. Mm -hmm. And then any subjects, so if they're ever on a subject in your area about that okay. topic, those would be the two things, but you could just pre-roll the whole area mm -hmm. for anything to do with home services or, um, I, I don't think they allow you to do like income targeting anymore. I wish that I miss the good old days of advertising. You just be like, this person makes a hundred thousand or yeah, more. Please. In. Yeah. But yeah, but basically um, subjects targeting, because you can, if they're watching videos about this or okay. zip code targeting, which I would do both. Yeah. yeah. We do it. We do it on ours, but it's like for hooks marketing, but I'm like, I'm targeting certain channels. Mm -hmm. So like I'm targeting roofing channels, for instance. Yeah. Um, and other home services. You crush it on social media, yeah. honestly. Um, Thank you. Just, like I said, sheer volume, but the quality is also up there. Yeah. Um, was it like that when you first started, mm. like on marketing yourself yeah. that way? I've always been trying to do like arbitrage. So what that look at arbitrage. So arbitrage to me in marketing is like something where that you're getting an outsized result for the amount of effort that you're applying. 
So I'm looking for arbitrages. So back in the day, and I'll just give an example of an old one, and I'll give an example of a very new one. An old one, I used to follow a lot of people on Twitter. And they would follow back. And it worked really, really well, weirdly, and I got customers from it. Artful Living was a customer in Minneapolis, and then I've got like customers around the country that I got from Twitter, weirdly. And that was odd because people weren't doing a lot of business generation on Twitter. This is back in like 2015. And then now an example, like I would do follow for follow back. That was the strategy. It was a little bit of an arbitrage. It was kind of sneaky, Mm -hmm. whatever. Nowadays, like one that anyone, any small business owner could do right now is the little bubble that comes up on chat on Facebook. You do the little plus right next to your your photo Mm -hmm. in Messenger. You can press that plus and you can say free pest control inspections to this week. You know, or like, and that just, you're the first person on everybody's chat. And so I'm not just saying it, doing it once. I'm saying every single day I wake up and do one of those. If you don't see that, you probably see me at the front of your chat. Walk me through this again. Yeah. So this, this will be dated fairly shortly Mm -hmm. because we're always looking for new arbitrages, but this is a fun one because it works. And people, somebody, when I was, I was just using the bathroom right before the podcast and somebody said, I used to think this was stupid. But now I see your face every day and now I am stupid too because my face is at the front of their queue on messenger every single day with a little chat bubble for whatever I want it to be because it's, it's basically just Facebook messenger like prompt. You're kind of like saying, Hey, talk to me about this. That's so what it was originally so you for. Hit the, the little chat. Yeah. It might be only on your phone. There's some features now that are going to be only on phones. We can so, get into that later. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's I'll, show, I'll show the camera for the people that are okay. watching. So there's these little chat bubbles at the very beginning. Is this visible? Yeah, you're good. Yep. So you can see there's chat bubbles, and then I'm up at the front, and mine says, what do you want to feel? And I'm just doing a prompt. And I was, I, I'm trying to be useful to people. Usually right now what I'm doing is just like more like kind of motivational like I'm trying to help people think better. Like I'm, I'm that I was yeah. actually looking through your yeah. social media before yeah. this, and you bring like this extreme amount of value yeah. to the consumer. It, like it's not buy my shit, buy my yeah. shit, buy my shit. It's yeah. this could be helpful. This could be helpful. Yeah. This could be helpful. And it's in different channels too. Like as yeah. a digital marketing agency, I think it's like it. It's contrarian in my yeah. head to help um, help roofing companies yeah. market not digitally. Yeah. Like and talking about yeah. that even in, in like a positive light. Like I've seen I saw some of the yeah. things where like uh, like door knocking. Yeah. I saw some of your content on that. Um, you're just bringing value to your end users so that they you really capture their attention. Yeah, right? I think two of the principles are one, I'm marketing for referrals. I want somebody to like me so much that they'll refer me. Ideally, mm-hmm. right? That's an, that's the ideal that's scenario. An interesting concept. So then you see all these marketing agencies that are trying to get a lead. Instead of just a referral. Which is like uh, breathy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like um, commission breath. <sighs> and I don't want, I mean, like, that's not attractive to your customer either. Yeah. So you might get a lead. Mm-hmm. But if I'm trying to get to my referral partners and get them excited about our company, it is, it's harder. Um. 
and, but it's also, I think, more effective. So I think that's the I think that's the main principle. I'm trying to remember that my second one that I was going to say. Um, I don't remember, but basically, marketing for referrals is probably my biggest principle on on social. It's is a great concept. Definitely the the Gary V jab 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 right hook. I was going to say which that, is right? you know, I feel like I've referenced yeah. him like. And all of the podcasts we've done so useful far, content, so. Use, <laughs> useful content, useful content, a little bit of pitch. Like that's what he's saying with right hook, right? Like or a really yeah, good pitch. because like you you can't exist and do what you're doing unless you're generating revenue somehow. Yeah. Right. So as a business owner, it's kind of your obligation to put it in there at some point. Yeah, and if you don't, you're kind of missing. Like people want to buy from you when you're mm-hmm. useful from to them. Yeah. They want to buy from you. Okay. Like. They, people, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, what can I buy from you? Mm-hmm. Like, I, just because I was useful to them and I've probably, like, I've been what uncomfortable. What can I buy about, from you? Uncomfortable. Like they feel like they owe you almost? Yeah. So, and I, like, I don't have something for it. I said, hey, I don't have something for you, but I'd love to give you a free ticket to this event that I, I that Still we're, bringing back. I am going to, yeah, I'm a, like, we've got a VIP table and this fight for roofers. It's too So rude. where does that too come rude. from? <laughs> this that, is crazy. Like, yeah. Meeting with so much value. It's it's Charlie Gary. Gary uh, dude, yeah, I, I kind of figured. Oh, that's, I, I yeah. love. I honestly love the content that he puts out. Um, and just oh, like yeah. he's all, like always on that front part of it. But mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about Gary Vee for this whole. But you do have to ask occasionally, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and and it is figuring out what the good ask. The other thing I see with if you do provide a lot of value when you do ask. Some sometimes a lot of people will share it. Mm. Like once you do a really no, good ask, especially if it's like a time sensitive offer, your advocates will share it for mm. you. Like so, that's one thing. If you do like why you should do the right hook, and that's what you're talking about marketing for referrals. Yeah, like in a lot of it is referral partners. A lot mm. of they're like, hey, if you haven't checked out hook, Check like and they share it because they want people do want to share it. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that I'd want them to do, like that person that wants, like, what can I give you money for? Mm-hmm. Like share this offer when it's yeah. time. Like my right hook, I've got one, two a month at most. Share it. Yeah. Get behind it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's awesome. So for like, I've had a lot of conversations with small business owners around marketing. Like mm-hmm. I, like I run a pest control company, but I'm not, doing pest control. I am the, I'm trying to generate leads and mm-hmm. think like essentially think about marketing and the vision of the company. Yeah. Um, so I've come a long way from where I had to juggle taking care of Mrs. Johnson mm-hmm. and communicating with my marketing company. Um, and, Cause we've made it past that point, but for, for anyone who maybe doesn't even have a website or um, needs to upgrade their website, mm-hmm. like, what do you recommend people ask themselves like at that point yeah. um, when they're thinking about a transition, yeah. they almost think they need to do this, but they, they don't actually know what they're trying to yeah. accomplish. They just know it's part of the puzzle. Yeah. I feel like a lot of websites, website redesigns are, it's because the small business owner wants to do something, mm-hmm. but they don't know what to do. They don't understand other types of marketing enough to know. Maybe I could double down with this current website on this. I think you should ask yourself, like, how am I really going to get people to this website? A website is almost nothing. If you don't have 
a vigorous system to get people to that website. So don't redo your website if you don't have, how am I going to get people to this website? And if you already have a flow of customers, that's different. Like if you have a lot of referrals or you have like, you know, even people that do door knocking or people that Mm -hmm. do have something else that gets people to look at their website. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, if you think a website is going to save you, it's probably not. Mm -hmm. You need to either like, I'll name some, but Google ads or Facebook ads or SEO or. So let's talk about SEO. Cause I, I know a lot of people that I've spoken with, they need like, they need leads like now. But they're the conversation they're having and the discussions they're having are about SEO, right? Because they've spoken with a marketing company where obviously SEO is a great, like it's a great business because it's ongoing work for Mm -hmm. that company. So what is SEO? SEO Describe SEO to somebody who like does not understand marketing at all. Yeah. So when, if you're using Google, there's a lot of different ways to show up on Google. There's the ads right at the top with the mm-hmm. little sponsored thing on them. Yeah. There's the Google local service ads if you're a small uh, local service business that show up at the very top with little Google guaranteed and they have your rating and stuff like that. There's the map and mm-hmm. the, there's the listing underneath the map. That's and sometimes Google. there's no map. That's Google My Business, right? Yeah, Google My Business. And then you've got the, the main listing with all the different things. And a lot of times... There's less of that if you're asking like a question. There's just the main mm-hmm. listing or something like that, which the main listing, it's a little blue text with the, with mm-hmm. the text underneath it. The, you can click it. The more places that you're showing up, the more questions and things that people are searching that you're showing up for in that mm-hmm. is SEO. And the map is, is SEO so, as well. So – other, so Google ads and Google local services, those are pay to play, right? Yep. Um, the, the Google My Business and the organic listings, you have to pay, but you're paying with the amount of time you have to put in from a yep. consistency standpoint, right? Exactly. It takes a little bit more time. Yeah, super. Yeah. SEO, the biggest component of it is you got to get links and content, links from other websites back to yours and content on your mm-hmm. website in the form of, I like location landing pages. So for all the suburbs that you serve, I would have a page for each one of those yep. with your services. I like blogging. I like blogging partly because it's a great opportunity to get links. If you're answering questions, you could do a pest. Here's one for your company. <clears throat> you can do pest control statistics and that would get links naturally on your blog. Um, Statistic posts do really well. Like um, writer resources do very well to get links. Like we have one that's like, what length should a blog post be for every year? Right. Like, okay. and that one gets links because a lot of people want to cite us. They're referencing yeah. your article. So that, those are, and, and topical authority. The more, if you have every single blog post, this is they ask you answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did this before they ask you answer Marcus Sheridan, but that's a really good book. You would love it. They ask you. you will really love this book. I already know it's going to be as like, that's going to be his favorite book of 2024. It's good. <laughs> you're going to love this that. Crazy. Cause yeah. I just met you yeah. and I'm pretty sure that you're right about what you just yeah. said, just based on 
what I think the book is right now. Yeah, so, um, they ask you, it really explains it really well, right? Uh-huh. Like it's all these questions. Sorry, I'm going way off the deep end it's on this fine. question. So you got all the questions that people are asking about your thing. Mm-hmm. And then you, what they ask you answer, it's also every question that gets brought up. This is my favorite. This is going to be my favorite mm-hmm. takeaway. That's totally going directly from Mark Sheridan. All the questions, the most common questions in the sales process. Mm-hmm. So you put those in a like spreadsheet. The FAQs mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. And then you, you do a video and you do a blog post about each one of those. Mm-hmm. And objections. And doing that is very, it's like sales enablement content marketing, not just, because now you can text that prospect that has that question no, in the video. No, we're literally building that out. Oh, right now. that's sweet. So, like, this will just support, like that book will just kind of like give you some more ideas, but it's cool. And the last bit, last bit on this, the, the questions, <laughs> actually let's pause for a second. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Who's your editor? Rosalind. Sorry, Rosalind. This is definitely going to have to be edited out. Rosalind, you're doing an amazing job. I'm sorry. She's killing it. <laughs> what, uh, what's our time stamp right now so we can uh, give her a time 45 stamp? 45 minutes. Yeah. 45. Damn. How much time do you have? Uh, 15, if that's cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Mark Sheridan. Yeah. You can see that big audio gap. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So Marcus Sheridan talks about the biggest ones, always price, right? Yep. And we have price objections like as a homeowner, right? Like, mm-hmm. And that's the most important one to talk about in marketing. And most people never touch on it at all. Okay. So how does a home service company touch, touch on, on price? The question that we need to answer is why are you more expensive? Like why do, specifically, yeah. why are you more expensive? I understand my business is. I want you that. to tell me. Let's do right this. Now. Okay. Yeah, right now. Why are you more expensive? Why are we more expensive? So at Abracadabra, um, we believe in creating opportunities for the people that work at Abracadabra, okay. and we believe that. Um, by working at Abracadabra, we should be, we Abracadabra should be enriching their their lives. That's good. I love that. Um, what What about for the customer? What did they experience so differently? I was getting there. So yeah. from from a from an educational standpoint, we invest into our technicians so that mm. when you when you have somebody coming out to your home, you yes. know that they're highly trained, ongoingly, not just once, mm-hmm. um, and it's in a diverse array of things. So they bring mm. an extreme amount of value. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, because of how we treat our employees, you get somebody coming to your home in, in a very intimate interaction when we're mm. in every room in your home. Um, and they're happy. Yeah. And being happy at work um, from a home service standpoint um, isn't something that we see all the time, yeah. especially in pest control. So why we're more important is because we want you to have the highest quality yeah. service possible. And we believe that happens when the person doing the work enjoys what they're doing and who they're doing it for. I love the piece about training too. And those, those things, like as a homeowner, mm-hmm. I don't just want my problem solved personally. Like, and I, I don't know, like we're not like high end, but we're mm-hmm. like, you know, like 
probably like mid premium customer yeah. or whatever. Target market. Yeah. Wise. Yeah, exactly. So I like that because I don't just want somebody to solve my problem. I want somebody to solve my problem and make my day not worse. Yeah. Like maybe not better every time, but not worse and not stressed out and yeah. not running around. Like I'm like, correct. Yeah. And they so, actually yeah. care about yeah. it. Right? And I can go, I could riff on that one for forever because as a homeowner or not, as a business owner, that's like the passion that I have yeah. is like, it starts with my people. Right. And that's mm -hmm. why that's where my response began. But overall it's more the, the people that I have, that is who delivers our company to our yeah, consumer. Yeah. So by starting with that, all the interactions that the consumer has with us um, are, I can trust that they're going to end in a positive way yeah. because my team like wants to end it that way. And, and like customer service sounds like it's really I actually mean, part of your service, not just solving the problem, but customer well, service. I mean, we're not like roofing, yeah. dude, or HVAC, where yeah. somebody comes in, dude, they do a little bit of work, their piece out, not going to see you for a while. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're going to see you in two to three months. If you have any issues, you just hit me back up. We'll yeah. be back up to take care of yeah. it. So we do, we develop this incredibly deep um, yeah. relationship with our consumers mm -hmm. and, and really start to understand who they are more than just like two and a half kids and live in this area mm -hmm. and uh stay-at-home mom like those are those are facts about them but there's more to them as human beings so mm -hmm. um we, Love that. we just like we I, care about our communities and there's a bunch of other questions around why are you more expensive yeah. that like we generally avoid in marketing but we touch on in sales and so to bring more of that stuff from sales into market. Why is it? Why is it? I think partly the reason I don't sometimes is like, I'm scared of my competitors looking at it and trying to match me on the secret sauce. Yeah. Trust me. They're not because they yeah. don't want to charge enough <laughs> to have customer service yeah. in the first place or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like it is risky mm -hmm. and it's like comparing things like comparing this to a different type of service. That's like lower end, but it's yeah. not really solving their full issue. Mm -hmm. Like, Comparing that, that's partly why it's more expensive. But like comparisons, this versus that, um, why are you more expensive? And a bunch of other sub questions around why are you more expensive? Yeah. And those kind of questions work really well in marketing mm -hmm. and and work well in the sales process. So you can send that video. Well, it, then and it really the it pulls the sales forward yeah. to the marketing yeah. part of the, super the scary. flow. Well, it creates velocity for a business, though, because yeah. when – when those questions can be answered prior to my customer service rep having to answer, it's a freaking genius. Can I tell you one major benefit from doing this a year and a half? This they ask you answer thing mm -hmm. is it's people, like one a week type of thing. People tell me, yeah, and I mean, like you'll have fun with it. Maybe you could do this as um, a, a live series too. Like well, I like lives. Um, the and then I put the lives over to YouTube afterwards, but um, because then and then you yeah, repurpose them yeah, back exactly. And people the live is good in the algorithm, it's kind of an arbitrage. Um, one the major benefit, one major benefit is people tell disqualify themselves for me and tell me about it. And honestly, I get a little sad when I hear it, but they're like, I'm at two, but I'm gonna be at three. Like, we talk about like mm -hmm. we say under two million, you probably not a great, not a great fit for us, you and that's not gonna be your, it's like, yeah. Getting a lead, that's step one. And yeah. people kind of stop yeah. in their thinking about their 
lead flow right there. The yeah. next step is, is this a qualified? Yeah. And once you're a mature business, so you're, like, you're getting to that yeah. step, which is and super powerful. You are, right? Like, and not every small business is, but you just got to make tons of leads happen mm-hmm. as much as you possibly can. You got to be out there. You got to not worry about this. Maybe in and some you cases. You can't completely delegate yeah. that to a company. Oh, like, you still have to yeah. be involved as a business owner. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Absolutely. And people say that to us now, and it's sad to me, but I also recognize that it's not burning up my salespeople. It's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's, the, our positioning in the market is such that everyone knows what qualified lead looks like to us, mm-hmm. or a lot of people do in our market, in our specialization. So when we get referrals, they're much more likely to fit within that bucket because we don't just save it for sales. Mm-hmm. We say it in marketing. So all of the people I said I was marketing for referrals, all those people now know what a good lead looks like to us. So it's like BNI, but for the entire internet. I'm kind of like, Asking the well, entire internet to refer me. Well, and then you're like educating your marketing team, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you're giving them this, not only them, but anyone who's a potential consumer, yes. just the things that maybe wouldn't come up in the sales process, yeah. but because they're thinking at a deeper level about your business and the decision, now they're answering these questions. And what it does for you, in my mind, is it builds extreme value. Mm-hmm. Like it's back to that. Yeah, that word that exactly that, the value. Um, I I just I think that in marketing, when when that's the focus, and correct me if I'm wrong here, when value is the focus, the the transactions Calm. become easier, yeah. right? Like it, yeah. And I, maybe that's because the focus is different or whatever, but I believe it's because the consumer actually gives a shit about what you're saying, mm. and now you have their attention and yeah. that's what that's what we compete for yes is the attention absolutely that is the scariest part about yeah. today's day and age mm-hmm. right like um i didn't read the whole book but there's like <laughs> there's a book called like uh the intention economy or something yeah. like that and it's like basically about it's like it's almost like currency mm-hmm. these days is attention and that's why people like get really excited when they go viral or mm-hmm. whatever because they're like Cause everyone was looking at them yeah it was really cool and it feels really good to them because mm-hmm. for a second it was important, mm-hmm. right? And like, is it going to grow your business? I don't know. But, you know, like it does, it, like people love going like the viral thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a big topic these days. And it's because attention is so scarce. And we all know it as a small business mm-hmm. owner because half the time we post and there's one like or five likes yeah. or whatever, you know, it hurts. Kick so we nuts. know yeah. attention <laughs> is scarce mm-hmm. and it's hard. Mm-hmm. What can we do to not fight it, but to like play the game? Mm-hmm. And what can we do to be more attention worthy? That's what I'm trying to learn. I want to learn what I need to do. Like I, I, I bought it and I talked smack about all those guys that go viral and they don't matter. So what are the things you've learned yeah. that have helped yeah. you as a business owner? Just generally, we were speaking. talking a little bit about gifting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. One thing yeah, is, I want to get on everyone else's feet on social media in my niche in my market. So I do gifting as a way, and I actually ask people to post about it. So we do, and maybe two or three times a year, we send something pretty good to our referral partners, like or at least weird and interesting. Like we've sent funny Make stuff. stop and think. Yeah, we did like our own cologne. 
said smells like more uh, leaves. That, that was actually that yeah. was at RoofCon or something. Yeah, we it? yeah we and we also sent it out to all the influencers in our industry, Jeez. and we asked them. We said call for models. We're we're looking for people that will will model this whatever. It's silly. Well, you, you like tuck it to yeah. like this next yeah. level. Mm -hmm. um, like seriousness. It's not yeah. just like, oh, it's Christmas, sent you some yeah. shit. Um, it's like, no. Tim thought about this yeah. and him or him and his team sent it to yeah. me. And it usually relates to our theme. So we usually do two or three themes a year. So in that particular we it was a loose association, but we did like a chemistry theme and our our commercial at that time, we usually have about two commercials a year that we do just so people don't get sick of it. We remarket a lot. I love remarketing. Yeah. When everyone, anyone goes to your website, they are then seeing your ad all around the internet. And in this case, it was, it was chemistry. So our main sales person, she was doing a big beaker. There's a bunch of colors and she was mixing them. She's like, you should have five lead generation systems. I think one could be door knocking. One could be a referral systems. One could be, Google and SEO with hook agents, you know, like, so we were saying one of, and then it would blew up or whatever. And then, um, we did let off a smoke bomb in my office for that. So, <laughs> but then in conjunction with that, we did like a chemistry kind of note, like, or, and then like with this mm -hmm. cologne, it's supposed to be like kind of, and then she gets smells like more leads or whatever. Right. And then this cologne was, out there. So we usually mix it up. Like the gift is relates to the theme. So you branded yeah. the cologne. Yeah. Brand, and we've done like hot sauce and we did for that one, we did like a flamethrower at the camera. So then like everything related to fire and Who heat. Who comes up with this shit? You? Tim Brown. He's a weird <laughs> guy. Um, and so we're always kind of coming up with what's that next theme? One theme for like half a year. And then mm -hmm. we do the gifting related. And I want to get onto other people's feeds because my feed is only so powerful. Like being on my stuff is not, it's fine. Like, but how could you get onto more feeds? Well, that's leverage right yeah. there. Yeah. Or um, arbitrage pretty much. Yeah. As soon as you get onto somebody else's feed, now you arbitrage all of their, yeah. Yeah, their followers or and people they, that they, like them. You can make them feel cool. Like they're one of you know a special group that gets this. Yeah, like the person that sent you this. Yeah. Whatever idea. Or if somebody sends me something day. good, I am like something good. Like let's mm -hmm. say over 50, 100 bucks. Somebody sends me something over a hundred bucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. And you know, especially if they ask me. And I mean, the asking is a little like almost a little rude, but I mean, like I'm trying, you know. But like hundred bucks plus, like I'm gonna do it. So that's mm -hmm. why I push on like referral partner type things because mm -hmm. they are tr whoever is trying to also get the the attention of your ideal customer because those people probably have a feed or like they're probably mm -hmm. friends with a bunch of people that are like who you're trying to talk yeah. to. So that's why I think in referrals a lot. I've, so we do a lot of social media mm -hmm. organically remarketing and all that. I've never actually thought about it from getting to the customer through another company's relationship with them. Like, I, I feel like you've got the perfect setup I mean, in this we, podcast we probably you can get a people in it. Um, like it probably happens, but it's like, we don't have a strategy to be like, I want to get on North face. Do you have a jingle? Uh, I mean, there's like the, the Steve Miller band, Abra, Abra. That's not Do you put jingle. it on? 
can't. I, it costs like a lot of money. So okay. Oh yeah. I just like the, the reason I'm asking is like you could also do short form videos from this mm-hmm. if you had home service businesses on. Give them to them, but then end with your brand because that's what we do a lot of times. And on Instagram right now, you can do those collaboration posts. Yeah, I guess that's what my team's doing. Shout yeah. out to Rosalie. Um, Good job, yeah. everyone. Yeah. And I think I love that collaboration post. Yeah. Because if you invite somebody to be collaborative, if it is a local business. Well, I think collaboration, yeah. dude, like it's it's this X factor in business. Mm-hmm. And, and you were kind of talking about that like on social media. Like when you get on someone's feed, they're collaborating to mm-hmm. help you grow your business. But like – I've seen collaboration in so many different levels. Mm. Um, I've, I've been part of a, a nonprofit or excuse me, a co-op brewery that started up and like one of our core um, values was collaboration and community. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that experience and some of the other business experiences I've had, I've seen like the, like the never ending question mark that can mm. come out of two people coming together and having an interaction mm. and kind of jamming on something, mm-hmm. you know, like you never actually know what, what could happen mm-hmm. from that interaction. Like mm-hmm. we've never met today. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be some cool shit that comes from this, sure. but, um, 100%. And underneath all these weird little tactics that I've shared with people mm-hmm. today, if at the core of it, it's mm-hmm. community and relationships. Yeah. Like, just like what you're saying, like, and, and this is just all stuff to maybe mess with and yeah. try out for fun. But if there's not at the core of it, like good relationships and good community, you're just scaling trash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah. if like none of the tactics are, are the silver bullet or yeah. the one thing that's yeah. going to get you all the leads. Cause it'll be totally different in five uh, years. Right. Yeah. Or in, five months. Like yeah. It's, it changes quick. Um, like that stupid little messenger yeah, yeah. thing like yeah. that I just shared, which is, it does work really well. Do it We're now. Do <laughs> but if you, if, if in five minutes, it's probably gone. Cause anything mm-hmm. that you can arbitrage, they often take away. Yeah. They're like, Oh, hold yeah. the phone. That's worth more money. And yeah. now we have to charge for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how do you, like as a marketing company, do you help the businesses you work with collaborate with, the other businesses in their community is that a focus that you have at all i think we we try to do that from the education side because that's what i push a lot for our our clients like Mm -hmm. as far as like in our content we're Mm -hmm. we're talking about that so often i don't sell courses or anything like Mm -hmm. that or like i just kind of i but maybe i should just because when somebody pays for something they seem to be more likely to take the advice it was more value they got skin in the game yeah exactly you're committing right like Exactly. So, but we just recommend it. Mm-hmm. We recommend it. I do think that you have a unique opportunity with this podcast to do more of that. And I think it's also, you're growing business, each other's business. You're learning about each other. Cause I can refer to you now mm-hmm. kind of knowing a little bit more of your vibe. It's so much more like it's easier to refer when you know somebody personally. And it's easier to know somebody personally when you see them on a bunch of different videos yeah. and you, like you slowly learn over time who Tim yeah. Brown is. Like exactly. I've never met you before today and I've already like, I've seen you a gajillion times. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I probably post too much. <laughs> no, do I not, don't think there is a yeah. too much. Do not you. follow me at facebook.com slash invigorated. 
because uh, I post way too much. So is there if the, is there anything because I know you got to get going. Is yeah. there anything that um, you want to kind of leave for anyone listening here? Um, any additional value you want to bring? Yeah, just you know, check you know, check our stuff out, Hook Agency, mm-hmm. um, and like let's. let's what are the name of your podcast? Yeah, again? podcast that I would love for you guys to check out is HVAC and Plumbing Hustle. Okay. Um, like it that. is lots of small businesses, like home service businesses, that are sharing their best tips on how to grow, and it is, um, you know, in its infancy, we're mm-hmm. in like the fifteen. Okay. Episodes range, and then I do have an old one, a long-standing one called the Hook Better Leads, okay. which is a little bit more for roofers. So that's why it's just a little—it's so niche. I don't know if everyone here is no. going to want to watch it or check it out. But I've been 250 have, episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, that, that is a lot of episodes. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have a hundred roofers watch this, and yeah. everyone—you're going to just blow up even. Let's go! No, I mean, um, I, my last thing is I did want to mention, like, for me, the biggest thing, rather than, like, trying to get customers from this, like, I believe in EOS and traction, and it's had a massive impact on our business. If there's anyone, it'd just be good to go read the book, Traction, if you're a small yeah. business owner. Well, and so yeah. we actually have a traction implementer coming in, um, I think in, like, three or four episodes here, so I'm Sweet. super excited about that. Is there anything you... Is there any question that you think I should ask him to bring an extreme amount of value mm. to, to anyone listening? And you can get back yeah. to me on that. Too. No, I just think it's it's probably around like how to structure your L10s for the maximum success. Because okay. that was a big one that our implementer helped us with is getting a real actual agenda for your meetings. In particular, like your L10 meeting with your leadership team. And, and, and mm-hmm. if it's just, you know, your very infant business, like with your key people, like having a, having an L10 every week and mm-hmm. making sure that you, you diligently do that because then you can take, there's like mm-hmm. a problem solving track yep. in that where you can take, you don't, you shouldn't have to always be putting out fires in your business. Right. You should go on your IDS problem solving yep. track Identify, meeting. You should discuss, yeah. solve. Exactly. And yeah. if you don't, if you don't have that in place, it's just business. Business is messy no matter what. It's all messy. Yeah. Everyone's struggling. Don't don't believe the highlight reel. All that stuff. The real side yeah. of business is the person that you think is doing way better than you mm-hmm. might not be. Yeah. Oh, I, actually, but yeah. Everyone always just looks like it's so much better. Yeah. Over there, but like business, business sucks a lot of times. Okay. Like it's hard. Yeah. Like being a business owner is not an easy thing. Yeah. And I mean, that's a lot of the reason that it's, we, we're yeah. doing this podcast is to highlight the stories behind the people that mm-hmm. are helping our communities exist and yeah. like be there. Elon um, Musk says that entrepreneurship is like eating glass and staring into the abyss. And like, I just want to remind everyone out there, like we're all doing that. And if yeah. you have like, you got the team on your back, like you, you are, it is pain. And it's, it's like just the stress of it. Like, it's not that our job is that hard. I just want, if it's that you're just got this responsibility that weighs on yeah. you from the time you wake up from the time you go to sleep. And it's just, it is tough. So respect to every small business owner out there, whether it's your first year in business or whether you're, you've been in business for 40 years. Cause I know it's not, I know it's not, and you can't share the problems either, dude. Yeah. You can't, you can't really share all of it because mm-hmm. 
you're kind of marketing too all the time. Like we need it. We need people that want to work with our company. I can't tell them that I like lost two guys this last month or whatever. You know, it's tough. I mean, but that vulnerability, I think, creates a lot. Like people gravitate towards that mm -hmm. as well. Um, you're right. You're right. I just it's tough because sometimes you can't share it. I mean, I'm incredibly personal. Yeah, yeah. I did. We're already going over. I, I, yeah. I forgot. I had one other question I wanted to ask you. Um, but I'm gonna skip past the story I just had. So, if you had to describe what the word hustle meant to you mm -hmm. as it applied to to business, yeah. what what is? How would you define hustle? Hustle is like full court press. You know, there's a in basketball. If you were down at the, the end of the court, they were a lot of teams will just let them pass it back in and then like take the ball from there. Let them go halfway. And yeah. Then... And then and then push. Mm -hmm. But like it is, is actually a major advantage if you full court press where you mm -hmm. stay down there and act like it matters that first half of the court. And so it's like unnecessary technically by the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. But a small business owner who needs it and wants to grow and is acting like to get yeah. their next breath, they have to grow. I love that. Then they will full your press. You're going as far forward to meet yeah. it, to meet the adversary as you as yeah. you can. And I'm not saying that's a competitor. I'm saying that's you last year. That's to beat yourself. That. Like I'm. I don't think it's just a game of one team versus one team. Like your your next best mm -hmm. competitor for. Pest control in this area, no offense, but it's probably not even on your radar. I, I mean, I know you think about it. Everyone wants to help, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have, you are trying, you are not letting them define the standard of what service looks like in your mm -hmm. area. But like, we take every conceivable ethical advantage and we'll do extra things above and beyond. And I'm not like telling everyone to work every Sunday or whatever, but I'm saying like, in the day that you, yeah. do, in the days you do work, in the times you do work, that you're trying to take every conceivable ethical advantage. That's what hustle means to me. It's a beautiful definition. I think we'll just end it with that. Tim, dude, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate your time, man. You dropped some some fireballs on this one. So thank you. I'm stoked it. for you on this yeah. podcast. You're gonna have this is gonna be beautiful in your business. Yeah, Josh keeps big leaking me though. You gotta yeah. see if he wants to. To make it over to Forest Lake. Oh, come on, Josh. What are you doing, bro? Like, Josh. I, I think he was probably waiting for you to go on so yeah. that, like, when he comes on, <laughs> then it's a bigger deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh. You better get on every podcast you can, brother. What's going on? Uh, that, where's, he's where's he's the a hustle? grinder, man. Yeah, um, anyway, thanks again, bro. I really appreciate you. Have yes, sir. Day, man. Thank you. Dude, that was a gas. Dude, thank you. You probably.